following was produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated in Memphis, Tennessee. Hello, my name is Rick Cheddar, and this is From Radioland. Greetings, salutations, hello, hey, how's it going? Welcome to another episode from Radioland from the home office in Memphis, Tennessee. Episode 345 is uh, where we're at from Studio A. <laughs> the home office is exactly what it is. It's the office in the home. <laughs> Somebody probably just went, oh, I get it now. Yeah, kind of special that way, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I, I've talked about a little bit about this, uh, before about, uh, the idea that, uh, perhaps this, this show has run its course and, uh, um, I'm, 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 I'm happy to tell you that it has not, uh, <laughs> it's, it's still going to be around. I, I, why not? I think, uh, we're working on, we're working on some deals here, working on some plans, we're working on some ideas here. We've got, we've got, uh, got a couple of things in the mill I'm putting a, 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 some extra eyes and ears on this thing, and uh, we're going to turn this thing up and uh, turn it around and do something with it. I, I don't know exactly where we're headed with it, but uh, uh, but yeah, things are going to be just 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 fine. Also, uh, before we get into uh, the actual topic of the program this time out, uh, the photograph that I shared to Facebook and Instagram, my latest Instagram post, uh, the photograph of the fruit-flavored beef jerky package. <laughs> I saw that at the store and my wife and I were, I was like, wow, this, this looks, this looks horrific. I'm going to take a picture of it and share it across social media, which is exactly what, what I did. And, and the comments are, are amusing, um, for sure. But, uh, but yeah, it's Chinese brand beef jerky, fruit flavored beef jerky. And, and it looks really suspect. It, it, it looks, it looks bad. All right. To answer some questions. No, I did not purchase said object. Therefore, no, I have not tasted it. <laughs> not going to happen. Either, either one of those are not going to, not going to, not going to be a, a part of that. Um, uh, yeah. So, um, um, uh, to answer the other question, it was purchased at an Asian market here in Memphis. I, you know, I, I'm a big fan of the Asian markets. Asian markets are fun. They're cool. They're, uh, they've got, well, like, I think got fruit flavored beef jerky for God's sake. I mean, how could you not? Um, that's that's sort of the idea, don't you think? Um, the notion here that you could uh, get anything from literally around the planet in one one shop is really kind of cool. I mean, they have you know some really neat uh, vegetables. They got good prices on vegetables. All, all that stuff is locally grown, of course, and uh, they got some fruits that do come in from uh, other places. Uh, some how they have durian there. Wow, you know they've also got. Uh, uh, breadfruit and jackfruit and that kind of stuff. And, uh, yeah, it's, um, they also had in there, I saw black chicken. Um, they were small. They were smaller than what I expected them to be. Uh, but they are uh, the skin and I presumably the meat is all black and it's, uh, I've seen pictures of it and I, and I know that they're real. I just, it just, it was really kind of stark to find one frozen department over here at the Asian market. So no, didn't buy that either. Wasn't going to, <laughs> What's it taste like? Chicken. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. I tell you, when this whole pandemic thing is over, I don't know. That's that's kind of what we're going to get into a little bit today is about the the uh, pandemic, but more more importantly, how the media is dealing with it. But uh, the 
when this pandemic thing is over and, and, and we, we get some sort of semblance of life again uh, in, in, in our world, I don't know how we're going to react to it. I really don't. I, you know, I know there's going to be people that will have they you know, they will, they'll be glad to not wear the mask. I'll tell you that, but there's also going to be those that are going to be okay wearing the damn mask. I, I think it's, I think there's going to be some people that will still still be dealing with this. So, I don't know. Um, you know, you can't go into any store with you know without the mask on. Of course, the Asian market, you know, Asians in general are really sensitive to the whole mask wearing thing because they've done it for generations upon generations. Uh, and specifically in like Japan, you see it, you see it a lot there. And and that's just a that's just an act of being polite. That's all that is. It's it's people that. Um, are uh, they don't want you to get what they they might have? It's not a matter of catching what you've got. It's just that they don't want to give you what they may have, and that's the whole point of the mask. And uh, you know, of course, it, like I said back at the Asian market, they're like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. We're, we're good. <laughs> yeah, such, such as it is. So, yeah, it's the post-pandemic panic. We'll get into it. It's coming up right up after this brief break. Thirty seconds from now, actually. Right here for Radio Land. Wizards is corona-free and is your headquarters for your essential quarantine supplies. Their viral sale is happening right now with deals throughout the store. Get some sage to chase away the bad stuff. Incense, woodwick candles, decorative fans, and things to keep you busy while you're stuck at home. T-shirts, bandanas, hats, and more on sale right now. CBD, Kratom products, and personal cleansers for that job interview. Open 10 to 10 every day at 1999 Madison Avenue in Midtown or get it all delivered when you order online at wizardsmemphis.com. Wizards, because it's still smoking. Must be 18 or older to buy smoking related products yeah uh yes the pandemic <clears throat> what of the pandemic what are we doing are we t- are we done talking about it no clearly not um i've talked about this before about what life would be like after the after the pandemic it's a concern we've talked about it more on just a more general terms though the last time last time we've had this discussion here on this program and you know, like you know, the the uh, the removal of the buffets, the um, I, I don't know, at the way certain attitudes are going to be. I don't know how much of that is going to change. Quite frankly, um, there's I think there's a lot of changes that have to be made. I think in attitude wise, as well as uh, the way people will just you know vibe with everything else. So uh, the big question though is, what about the media? Because look, we've we've been under a very unique experiment, if you will, for the past three and a half years. In that, all of the sudden, for no particular reason at all, all of the sudden, the media became something that was to be feared and not trusted. <clears throat> um, and it was sort of hip to to be like that, to 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 say those things and to do those things, and hence the term the mainstream media which I've never understood if, if that's, I mean, like I know we, we all know what they mean by what these people mean by mainstream media, but is it really truly mainstream media? Therefore, if you've got mainstream media that therefore you would have non-mainstream media. Is that correct? Is that, is that, is that right? You would have small stream. Media. <laughs> You'd have a Creek of media, I guess. I'm, I'm not quite sure how to wrap my head around that. Uh, you know, the idea to, I mean, look, uh, to be fair to, to, to um, uh, define mainstream media, you would you would automatically assume it would be like the alphabets, of course: ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox, uh, TBS. You know, the Wall Street Journal, 
CNN, MSNBC, all you know, all that stuff. That's that's what they would be considering mainstream media. All the big, all the big boys, all the big cats that are there. Whereas the rest of us, uh, small stream stuff like us, which I guess is really the correct way to put it, like Radio Memphis or this or this show, is <clears throat> is not mainstream media. Therefore, it's it. I guess they're saying that there's a uh, a gap in credibility with smaller outfits, which is a kind of a crazy thing to think about really, because it's the smaller outfits of the ones that are usually the most honest, at least from my perspective, it is. Uh, yeah. There there's sure there's shows out there that are less than honorable about much of anything that they're, that they're, that they're doing. Cause they, they don't, they don't care. They're, they're trying to push an agenda, you know, I have been I have been uh, propositioned, if you will. I have been uh, offers have been made to me and Radio Memphis for uh, certain individuals to have a talk show on the air. They wanted they want to put they wanted to put a talk show on Radio Memphis, and I immediately said no. And a lot of it had to do with the fact that um, they were doing it because they were afraid mainstream media was left-leaning and they needed a right you know, conservative leaning show somewhere and i was like no <laughs> sorry it's not gonna it's not gonna happen because that's not that's not the way i see things conservative radio is everywhere most of radio is conservative if you think about it um it's just there's not not too many you know left-handed shows if you will uh or left-handed stations i mean i know there's a probably one or two but they don't they don't carry the weight that um you know the big boys have you know what i mean so yeah um you know it would have been sort of amusing i think to have a um a conservative thing on radio memphis just strictly because uh it would be counterbalanced every other hour <laughs> you know every other hour of the show every other hour of the day would be well not so much because it's you know it's a bunch of hippies playing rock and roll records that's that's all that is that's all radio memphis really is and it's uh i don't know um you know and look you can have you know you can have difference of opinion that's fine i don't mind it at all why why should i it's when it's when the hate and the vitriol starts coming out it's when the it's when the Nazi salutes and the Nazi flags are flying is when I have a problem. It's when the children are trapped in cages that can't get out or women being forced to be to undergo hysterectomies for no particular reason at all. Yeah, that's a thing that's happening in these immigration camps. Yes, it is. You can look that up. Prove me wrong otherwise. Um, that kind of stuff there is offensive. Personally, I'm offended by it, as you should be. And uh, I don't know quite how else to how else to, to lay that out there. Uh, not that I'm about being um, uh, offended. <laughs> Trust me, there's a whole bunch of things in this world that'll offend me alone before I hear something or or uh, uh, you know hear something on the air or whatever the case may be. <clears throat> and uh, so, any rate, the uh, the notion here is that. That uh, let me get back on track. The notion here is that in radio uh, and the coverage of the pandemic and in and in television in general, the question thus is who can be trusted? Because really, and I'm with a lot of you, 
I don't trust anything that that's 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 coming out there. We should, as citizens, question everything we come across. I don't know about you, but every time I come across a story and I see something, there's a there, there's often more questions than I have answers for, or than that than that than that story has answers for. And I have questions, and I want to ask those questions. And then when you do that, you, you know, if you're on a website that's like a news site, and and you start asking questions in their in their comment section of it. There are so many other people that hop onto your ass about it. You know, it's like, oh, just can't you take it for face value? And, and what? It, no, frankly, I can't. I, I don't understand this. Where is this coming from? Shit, Wikipedia had a credibility problem for years. And then they overcame that because they vetted their stuff. And they are, they are, admittedly, they are very correct and somewhat accurate about most of the stuff that they that they uh, that they that they have on their page. I use it all the time. I'm always looking up stuff on Wikipedia, and you should too. There's nothing wrong with it. And the thing is, is that if it's incorrect, you can you can file a file a grievance if you wanted to, I suppose. Whatever the case is, whatever turns you crank. But that's just it. What's going to happen now that uh, we come out of this pandemic with? Um, a, a not so stellar, trustworthy feel for news media anymore. Oh, we can't trust that because uh, you know during the during the Trump administration they were blah 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 blah. We can't trust this person because they said this and they said that and none of it was true and we, we, you know, you know the the cat's out of the bag, the toothpaste is out of the tube, if you will. Uh, what? what's it going to take to rebuild the confidence into the American people again with all of these things? And that's, that's the question. I think that's, that's, that's the million dollar question that's sitting on everybody's mind. And, you know, as I, as I mentioned, you know, radio Memphis started out right out of the shoot with being nothing more than, (coughs) pardon, nothing more than honest because we had to be the second you, the second you're dishonest about it, much of anything, you're going to have a problem. You, and it's hard to overcome that. It really is. You know, we, we all kind of laugh at some of these sources that people will share anything on Facebook, I've noticed. And people will, they'll find some story that matches their narrative and, it, and none of it's correct. And, and, they'll, and they'll post it and it's from like, you know, Bob's News Service or whatever the case may be. And you go and you look it up and it's, it's and, you know, it flat out states that it's, you know, satirical or it's, uh, grossly incompetent. You know, everybody that talks about it is like, oh, it's 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 a, it's hokey, blah 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 blah. And when you point that out to these people that shared it, so you do realize you're sharing something that's from a self-admitted incorrect source. They jump on you. How dare you? How dare you correct me in these notions? What were you thinking? <laughs> I'm right, and that story proves I'm right. Okay, that's fine. And I think most of America now is to that point where it's like, okay, fine. You want to believe that? You want to feel that way about that sort of thing? At least I know where you stand on these matters. And I know not to pay attention to that. If that's if that's what if that's the way it is going to be, you know, if if you're going to sit there and constantly quote wrong things that that are intentionally put out there to fit the narrative of people that are that think like this, I don't have to listen to it. 
How come the media is never talking about the child molestation cases? You hear that? That's the new thing now is the save the children thing, which is a great idea. Of course, nobody would be against that. But man, they keep putting out these false stories, these fake stories about these these people that are being arrested at pedophile rings. And then, oh, there was a, there was a raid in Dallas, Texas, where 960 some odd people were arrested over uh, trafficking children. And it's not true. It never happened. I mean, if you, I don't know if it's a distraction element, if it's gaslighting. I'm not sure, quite sure exactly how to wrap my head around all this other stuff. But it's, uh, you know, that we're, we're we're dealing with we're dealing with a virus that that has a pretty good chance of killing people, and we're dealing with a political system that is in shambles. And we're dealing with a panicked and nervous society right now. And by adding to this mix, this. <laughs> Well, somebody think of the kids. Why not think of the kids that we know of, the ones that you know, the ones that are down in the, in the uh, in the centers in the camps, the 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 the, the in immigrant camps that are in cages. What what about those kids? Do you, you know, they don't care. You know, these are the same people who say that you know abortion should be illegal. You know, what about all the fetuses that these these organizations are are destroying all the time? They don't care about that either. They really don't. Because if they really truly cared about the kids, they do stuff like support children that are that are that that need that support. Foster care, for example, you know, kids that have lost their families that don't have anything. Well, these organizations they don't, don't give a shit about that. Why should they? That's that's, that's against their narrative. I don't care. If you really cared about these children, why don't you go adopt them? You know, why don't you why don't you set up your own little rehab tour sort of thing to help you help these kids and help other people that feel the same way as you do? Now all of a sudden this is an issue. And they keep pushing it through through fake stories and, and bad news. And I like I said, I don't quite know what to make of that one. Maybe we're just all tired of the pandemic. Maybe we're all just tired of uh of the political scene right now and they just want something else to chew on. You know, maybe they should chew on something like uh, why the hell Netflix keeps raising its prices when the level of content doesn't go up. <laughs> you know, and I said it out loud. I don't have a problem with that. And yes, I'm a subscriber of Netflix. Um, but by God, there's some turds on that damn thing. And no, I'm not going to get Disney. Not gonna do it. I don't want it. There's nothing on there I want to see. And, and Disney is just, I don't know, it just feels so icky and corporate. It's, I don't know, it, it's, that's just my point of view. <clears throat> well, you, but you, what about you, your Star Wars? Well, I, I've seen them. <laughs> I don't, don't need to see them again. I don't, that's a franchise I, I, I do have a fondness for to a certain extent. But no. Now that Darth Vader's a Disney princess, uh, or Leia's, I don't know, however you want to put it, I, it's probably might as well be Vader as a princess, but still, come on, you know. Think about the fact that Indiana Jones is a Disney property now. Come the fuck on. Uh, no, I find myself not watching as much television as I used to, and I've become somewhat happier for it. However, the trade-off has been I spend a lot more time on the internet, and that's not always a good place to be either. Social media, as toxic as it is, is still. I've got. I'm sitting here right now as I'm talking to you. I've got. I've got. I've got my Facebook feed open and uh fascinating just absolutely fascinating and not much talk about the pandemic um you know it's people people talking about themselves because that's what it's built for it's built for narcissism um but you gotta 
you gotta you gotta realize too that when when we come through this pandemic and we will you know we're gonna be fine there have been these sorts of things that have happened through the history of mankind and they've all they've all been uh, uh survived you know they just they just do and you have to you have to know that that's going to be a case and i'll tell you something else that's going to happen if you look at history as a case um, when there has been an, a global infection of some sort, <clears throat> by the time it clears up, there's almost always, almost always some sort of upheaval. Whether it's through, you know, society in general, not necessarily a civil war, but, you know, there's an upheaval in civility. And there's, uh, there's an upheaval in, uh, in, in the way our world would operate. Changes almost always occur that are permanent and predictable. And this is much to the chagrin of those who are still having problems with the whole mask mandate. They did. <laughs> I was like, how dare you put me in a position where I'm forced to wear a mask and blah, 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 blah. And the idea here is that um, it's to save not just your life, but my life. And if you don't care about that kind of thing, then, you know whatever <laughs> it's just, just you know it's 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 i'd like to think that after this this thing does come to an end and it's not going to be it's not going to be one of those deals where you just wake up one day and it's like okay congratulations it's over it's not quite like that it's going to be kind of everything's going to happen in phases it's just going to sneak out of here the way it's snuck in uh we'll probably wind up having to get covid shots every year but considering half the population Roughly half, I would say, is is uh, not going to get the shot. I wouldn't get it now. It's not ready yet. But, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I've heard people say it's going to be half or maybe slightly less than half of the people out there that are going to be anti-vaxxers about this sort of thing, which is really dumb. <clears throat> but, hey, so there's that. So, so let's just say it is half. So it's 50% of the population that will get the vaccination. And uh, the other half are going to be the ones that are going to be passing the sickness around, and some of them will die. Maybe this could end the, the whole anti-vax movement. That that could be. Wouldn't that be something? Uh, I don't don't know if that will be the case, but that could be interesting. I I would I would think. <clears throat> There'll be other changes in the way we. Uh, the way we conduct our business. I think, uh, I think we're learning now that it's really, really important and very possible now to devote most of our working time from home. Yeah. I think that's going to be a thing too. And I'll tell you what else I think is probably going to be a, a, a necessary change and something to keep in mind too, is the way schools are going to be dealt with now. Home education, I think, is going to start coming up because I'm not a parent. But if I if I were, uh, there'd be some homeschooling involved, you know, not just because of the pandemic. It's just that it keeps my kid from getting shot. <clears throat> you know, it has to be said. I mean, if, if there's one good uh, one good bit of news about this whole pandemic is when all the kids were at home from school, uh, which started from last spring break to now. How many school shootings were there? Wow, Rick, you actually said that out loud. Yeah, you're damn right I did. <clears throat> because it's true. And I speak the truth. That's the way it always works. I always speak the truth in such matters. Is it uncomfortable? Yep. 
You're damn right it is. It's always going to be uncomfortable until you can face the realities of what's going on out there and try not to sugarcoat your shit for the possibility of like, oh, well, you know, the the guy on the TV said this, that, or the other. The guy on the internet said this, that, and the other. The guy on the sp- podcast said this, that. And I agree with that. Therefore, it is correct is a wrong assumption to make. <clears throat> I've said things over my broadcast career that were incorrect. It wasn't because I was lying. It's easy because I was making a prediction. This show will be one of them. It'll be fun to go back and look at a year from now. Oh, of course, we may still be dealing with this. You do know, you do know that, don't you? We're going to still be dealing with this pandemic easily till next October. We might have Halloween next year. Yeah. Oh, but but the numbers are going down. Yes, they are. They sure are. And then now they're going right back up again. Look what's going on in Europe right now. The UK, about to go into lockdown. Ireland, France, Spain. There's sick people there. They're going through their second wave. And if history is anything to be paid attention to, which it is, it'll tell you that sometimes, some areas, second waves are often worse than the first. Why would this be? People get complacent. People stop doing what they've been doing to help, you know, put it away, put it behind them. <clears throat> it's the new norm. And the new norm, I guess, is going to involve those of us in the media in some way, shape, or form. Not quite sure exactly. But I can promise you this, my friends, that as long as there is a microphone in front of me and I'm performing on some show whether it's the morning show or this little dog and pony show, which will probably, which it will be changing too, by the way. Evolution is a thing, you know. Uh, I'll never lie to you. I'll always tell you the truth. That's just how that works. And that's always how it's going to be. So, you know, don't, uh, don't flip out when you start hearing the truth. But always, always question the things that you hear. Look them up for yourself. If it's anything that I could possibly do is make somebody, make somebody look out, you know, look up their things for themselves. Open up their, their minds to their own education and figure it out. Maybe, you know, prompt a, prompt a thought in their own head. That's the, that's the only thing. And if I can do that, then you know what? I've done my job. Hi, this is Reverend Oma from the Broom Closet Metaphysical Shop. Now that we're all spending more time at home, let us help you keep things feeling calm and peaceful. We have a huge selection of incense, including sticks, cones, and powders, along with burners to keep your home smelling great and feeling calm. We also offer sage, palo santo, smudges, and room sprays. Add some crystals, singing bowls, or candles, and choose from a variety of mindful living gifts to complete your sacred space. Visit us in downtown Memphis or online at thebroomcloisetmemphis.com. Social distancing slows the spread of coronavirus, so if you have a fever, dry cough, and shortness of breath, call your healthcare provider before going in. More info at coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part, because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Here's what's coming up on the next episode from Radio Land with Rick Cheddar. If it's one thing I've learned in the course of these, what, 346 shows, uh, it's it's the notion that podcasts are uh, ever-evolving. You know, they're constantly changed. You're doing something new almost all the time. At least you should be. Uh, And I've seen that being the case more times than not. 
they just they just do they 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 change themselves sometimes they get into a little bit of a, a place where they need to be and other times they don't and i think that i think to a certain extent from radio land has certainly achieved that and therefore you know we've and we've done it before we've made we've made some changes we've altered the way we've done things and uh, it's that it's come to that <laughs> it's a long way around the barn to say that right now we're we're going to be changing the way we do things and it'll be interesting. It'll be fun. It's uh, it's not necessarily breathing new life into the old thing. It's just that it's time to do something a little bit different. And if you don't, well, you get stale. For previous episodes, go to radio-memphis.com. To download episodes to your mobile device, search the show in iTunes, player.fm, stitcher.com, pocketcast, or tune in. And now, here's more with Rick Cheddar from Radioland. Right, you heard what's coming up next time on the program. Uh, coming up uh, tonight, 8 p.m. Central, if you happen to be listening to this at that time, uh, all the way to the midnight hour, it's Plenty of Blues. That's right, the uh, the Blues and Blues show, which is not necessarily happening, per se, thanks to COVID. God, I can't wait for that to come back. Uh, not the COVID. Uh, <laughs> the show, it'll come back soon enough. Uh, we're just going to sit here and play some music, uh, have some, some blues music all evening long, so uh, you can tune in for that. Also, coming up tomorrow... On your Monday, uh, there'll be a new episode of the Drinking with Dead People. This one is the season finale. Season one finale occurs tomorrow starting at noon. Yeah, that's happening. And then on Wednesday, we have an episode of the High Fidelity Kitchen. LJ and I step into the kitchen again and uh, whip up something I don't know, horrific or fun, as <laughs> the case may be. And uh, that'll be uh, that'll be happening in the noontime uh, hour as well. 12.15, I think, is when that one comes out. Something like that. So, uh, so there's that. Uh, that is that is, uh, that is is happening uh, happening as well. Something else I was going to tell you, and I can't remember what it was. Hmm. Uh, well, at any rate, we'll be back in the saddle again for the uh, morning show. 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Central. Radio-Memphis.com. Tune in and enjoy the fun. More, more stuff happening here, there, everywhere. Always something, always something going on. <clears throat> and we thank you for uh, streaming and downloading and tuning in and, and all and all of that fun stuff. So uh, so there you go. So on that, I'm done. I'm out of here. Y'all be sweet. Y'all take care of yourselves. Look after one another. And for God's sake, stop shooting each other, all right? I'm Brick Cheddar. And this has been from Radioland. Rick Cheddar from Radioland is produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated, Memphis, Tennessee. All music performed during this episode was used by permission. No part of this program can be rebroadcast or used in any other way except by written consent. For bookings and other inquiries, you can write the show by sending an email to Radioland at PirateRadioStudios.com. For more, go to Radio-Memphis.com. <laughs>